It's the good, the bad, and the confident podcast. This podcast is centered around confidence with the focus on God, life, business, and love. Literally all things confidence. Confident, confident, confident. Sit back and enjoy another episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Confident. And now here's your host, Rachel Holmes. Rachel Holmes. Rachel Holmes. Rachel Holmes. Well, hello, 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 and welcome to the Good, the Bad, and the Confident Podcast. I am your host, Rachel, and I'm so excited to be with you guys on today. Listen, guys, I am not alone today. I am with my bomb-ass cousin, Sonia. And when I say she's the bomb, like, you know, some people be the bomb in certain areas, like two, three, maybe five. Like, she's literally the bomb in all areas like she can cook she can clean she fine she can read she's intelligent she's a good mom like she legit is the bomb.com and so i'm so excited to have her on this podcasting episode just because i get to experience her dopeness and i think the world needs to experience her, her dopeness as well so welcome cousin to the good the bad and the confident podcast well, I feel like I need to fire all my friends because they don't introduce me like that. <laughs> I feel like I've been missing out my entire life. Again, no, you, you'd bomb.com and you know, I tell you that all the time. I'm like, like, you're so dope. Like you'll send me this stuff. And I'm like, Tonya, it's perfect because you're perfect. I don't, I don't know. Right. So, um, what can so I say? yes. So Sonia is a life coach and she has a lifestyle brand. Sonia, you want to tell us about your lifestyle brand? Introduce us. Absolutely. Um, so my brand is called the Soul Collective. And as you said, it's a lifestyle brand. And my mission is basically- Wait a second, wait a second, stop. Yes. Stop. stop. Introduce us. Who is Who are you? Before we start getting into business and all that other stuff. Who am <laughs> Sonia? I? Okay. Well, something that's very important about me is I love whiskey and I love plants and I love everything that is sophisticated and I love luxury. Um, we were just talking about how I would spend $200 on a set of four towels because I believe that I deserve to have whatever the fuck I want. And I really want to step out of my shower and feel like I'm at a hotel that I'm not at and I need good towels to do that um so yes I'm a fan of luxury but I also believe that luxury doesn't have to be expensive so I have balance I'm I'm very well-rounded um what else about me I'm a mom as you said um I am a lover of poetry I love to lay in the bed and read good poetry and cry like one of my favorite pastimes lately because I've been very emotional and I don't necessarily give myself the space to cry so sometimes I force myself um yeah okay good stuff let me ask you this what's your favorite whiskey okay so my favorite whiskey so I have two so it's I would say it's a tie but almost not quite so one of them is a peanut butter infused whiskey, which sounds really, really disgusting, but it's so delicious. Um, it's peanut butter infused whiskey. It's by Sheepdog. 
And it's so, because I drink all my whiskeys um, neat or on the rocks. I don't mix them with anything. So they have to be really smooth to be able to drink them without any mixers. Um, so Sheepdog is really smooth. It's sweet, but not overly sweet. And the peanut butter flavor is not overpowering. So it's, it's, it's a really good blend. And then my other favorite, which is really hard to find um, because it's Canadian and I got it when I was in Canada, I should have bought like 10 bottles. But um, <laughs> that's called Kava and it's a coffee infused whiskey. So it's like infused with cold brew um, and the coffee flower, coffee flavor with that one is not overpowering as well, but it's really smooth and just a small amount of sweetness. So that's amazing. And then as far as straight whiskeys right now, I really like Guidance, uh, which is a black owned company. That's actually the one that's in my decanter on my desk because I've been needing to drink sometimes. So I just keep whiskey on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like that. It'd be like that. Tell yeah. me, like, when I tell you my entire wine a crystal glass. Say that one more time. Of course, in a crystal glass. Absolutely. Because luxury, luxury is important, right? Yeah. Um, because when I tell you since this pandemic, my wine collection is like through the roof, right? Yeah. Um, so I, it, and it's grown. Like I got to find another cabinet for it. I got so much stuff. So Ooh, many. you fancy. Have you tried other people's Pinot? You don't like dry wines, do you? I don't like dry. I'm getting there. Like Mary J. Okay. Blige has a wine that I just got called Sun Goddess. Ooh, I gotta check that out. Yeah. So, and, and it's a Pinot and it's a good Pinot. So I, I'm, it's growing on me. It's okay. Snoop Dogg's blend is really good. And um, his red blend is really good. And other people's Pinot, OPP, <laughs> um, is also a black owned brand that I, I really like their wine. Okay, you better come through and educate us with this liquor. Okay, right. you better educate <laughs> us. <laughs> so as I stated, Sonia is a lifestyle, she's a life coach, as well as many other things. But one thing that I wanted to bring her on this episode to, do, to talk about this evening is her lifestyle brand. So Sonia, tell us about the Soul Collective. Yes. Okay. So the Soul Collective is a lifestyle brand, like you said. And um, one of the things that my mission is, is to guide women into learning how to heal themselves. So I feel like healing ourselves is an art. And a lot of us always look to other people or to um, other things to help ourselves heal. But really the power of that is within us. And it, we have, we can have any kind of events or experiences happen to us, but it really takes us deciding to take that power back and take ownership over what happened. So yes, maybe horrible things may have happened to me and I might have been a victim of those experiences, but I don't have to let that rule my life. I can choose to heal myself. Um, I feel like that's a really an art form because it's an ongoing experience and healing is not a destination. It's like a progress, right? And you're never going to be fully done healing. You're going to be constantly healing and evolving and changing. So I really think it's an art. Um, I'm also big on teaching women how to indulge in themselves, especially Black women, women of color, we tend to have this kind of taboo or stigma around self-indulgence. And that doesn't have to be money. Like it can just be giving yourself the luxury of taking a long shower when you need it or giving yourself the luxury of setting boundaries, giving yourself the luxury of time alone. Like whatever it is that you're lacking, like really allowing yourself to have those things, I think is really big for women. And then just focusing on helping women learn how to trust themselves and embrace who they are authentically. Like I'm really big on being real, as you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that a lot of times we really, 
we really do more oppression than liberation of ourselves when we don't allow ourselves the space to be big. Like my goal in life is to be colossal as fuck. Like I want to take up so much space that I'm just knocking people down in the room and nobody else can fit in there. <laughs> um, so I do that with um, life coaching. I just finished um, a group about three weeks ago and then also individual coaching. And then I also have different products. So actually on Friday the 15th, I'm dropping my first book. And the book is called Fuck Those Voices, um, a journal and love letter for women who live with trauma. And it's basically a culmination of personal anecdotes about my life and how my trauma has shaped my worldview and kind of warped the way I look at the world and what I've done to heal myself. And then it talks about three different categories. So family love, relationships, romantic relationships, and then self-love. So I break it down in those three categories with the personal anecdotes. And then there's journal prompts for reflection and affirmations that go with each category. Um, so I'm really excited about that. I'm hoping that that will help a lot of women just kind of take time to reflect on why do I keep having these patterns in my life? Why do I struggle so hard to show up for myself or really, really love myself authentically? And what am I going to do to change it? Because we can know all day long, like what we do that's not helpful. But if you're not going to do nothing to change it, you're going to be in the same place. So I'm encouraging women to reflect on it, like figure out what hurts, figure out what you need to heal, and then actually do the work to do that. Um, and then in February, I'll also be dropping um, my line of Soul Reflection, which is a merchandise line. And so that is going to be t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs that kind of encourage women to do some self-reflection and self-care um, with little sayings. And I also have a podcast called Chooch on the Loose. And that is definitely not safe for kids or work. Um, and the podcast also has some merchandise, different crazy things I've said on the podcast. Um, and those are probably not safe for work or school either. Like one of them has a picture of a vagina on it. So maybe don't wear that to work. Um, <laughs> but um, <laughs> my son was trying to wear it to school and I was like, you can't wear it to school. Absolutely not, son. <laughs> Anywhere else, but not school. Not, not school. That, that's super dope. You like gave us all, all this stuff. Um, like, yeah. So let's, let's break down. Um, you mentioned um, how we oppress, how women and especially black women, how we opp oppress ourselves. Right. Mm -hmm. um, break that down to a woman who is oppressing herself, but she doesn't even know that she is. Okay. Here's an example that I can give from my personal life. So I used to really be um, focused on marriage, right? The idea of marriage, the idea of am I going to find somebody to marry? When will I get married? And after a while of um, not being married, well, never being married, I realized, because I'm 34, and I realized that I only desire to be married because I have been trained that that's what I should, that's what I should look to as a woman. I have been trained to believe that marriage, if you're married, it means you're a good woman. If you're married, it means you're valuable. If you're married, it means you're successful. But really being married, all that means is that you found somebody that decided to get married and y'all walked down the aisle or went to the courthouse. Like there's not, it, mar being married doesn't make you special. Like I'm not any more or less special than somebody who's been married and vice versa. It's just a thing that happens in our life. And so I really was oppressing myself, oppressing my happiness, oppressing my freedom um, by focusing so much on getting married 
that I wasn't even allowing myself to just enjoy my life and focus on the accomplishments I had that had nothing to do with being in a relationship or being married, like either one. Um, so it was very liberating for me when I realized that because then I was able to say, you know what? I probably don't ever want to get married and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with me if that's what I want. This is a part of my personality, a part of what my desires are or are not. It doesn't mean anything's wrong with me as a woman. It doesn't mean that I can't have valuable romantic relationships. It doesn't mean that I'm a failure. It just means that this is what I don't want and that's okay. And if somebody does want that and they're acting like they don't to keep a relationship, that's also oppressive because you're blocking yourself from getting what you do or don't want. Um, so that's just one example, but I think we do it in a lot of different ways with motherhood, sacrificing ourselves for our kids, which can help your kids in a way, but really you're showing them that you're not important. And you know, we can tell our kids what we want them to do and how we want them to behave and treat themselves all day long, but kids do what they see, not what we tell them. So that's yep. another way that you're actually oppressing yourself and your kids by giving them a poor example of what it means to truly love yourself. Um, another way that we do that is just by critical thinking, I mean, sorry, critical voices in our head, which I'm guilty of as well, and I struggle with that too, especially because of the trauma I'm experiencing. But a lot of times we'll, the way that we talk to ourselves and the stuff we put out in the world can really dictate what we're able to manifest. So simple things like shifting your word choice, for example, instead of saying you're broke or you don't have money, you can just say, we can't do that right now, maybe next month. Um, or instead of saying something is cheap, you can say it's affordable, right? So just learning how to like control the power of your words because our words become things that can be a very liberating experience. When I started changing the way I talked about money um, and when I started like just shifting small words about how I talked about finances, money just started falling in my lap. It may have even just been $5 or getting a scholarship to a, to a program or having somebody randomly send me money that I wasn't expecting. Um, that stuff started happening to me when I started talking about money differently. I just had a friend not that long ago when I was doing my group series, um, a white girl, she called me and was like, yeah, um, this white guy that I'm talking to, I convinced him that he should pay for, he should pay you for one of your um, session costs and we're, I'm gonna pay you for one too and we're gonna match it because reparations. And I was like, yes, bitch, give me reparations. <laughs> I hadn't talked to her in like three months. She saw my post and was like, I'm gonna give her money for that so she can use it for business expenses or to give somebody a free spot or whatever. But I don't think that those things would be happening to me if I wasn't being very conscious about shifting how I look at those things and how I talk. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Those were like great examples and they were they were realistic, they made sense, practical, right? So people yeah. were able to literally be like, oh, yo, I've been doing that and I haven't even been realizing it. You know what I'm saying? And I think it was great with what you said with the example that you gave in terms of marriage because that is legit. That has literally turned into the thing. That has literally yeah. been the thing that women hold themselves to is marriage. Like, yeah. you know, when am I going to get married? When is my time? I'm getting old. Things like that when it's really like... Stop. You're getting old and you're literally like 36. Like old is like 97. <laughs> but it's it's literally a thing and that's what we deem that's when we finally feel like we can put the crown on when that's the total opposite right yeah um because i know un, i know people that are married and not happy mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so, it's, so is that your goal is, is that how much you love yourself you'd rather be married just to say it than be happy because that's not self-love at all 
Yeah, no, and, and, and but that sometimes happens, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, it's it's really important for women to know, just like you said, just when they're oppressing themselves, when they're, you know, not really enjoying the moments. You know, life is short, and so it's important for us to enjoy the moments. Um, talking about that, where do you think that idea or that value system has come from? or that value rather? Regarding marriage? Yep, and women. That's a good question. Um, I think that women are just conditioned to look for marriage and to, I think because of how our society has been set up where traditionally men are providers and women tend to be nurturers and givers and we're, we have had a history of being at the mercy of men up until very recently. Um, because now, especially black women, we're making more than men and more educated. So we're, we don't really need them per se. I mean, you always need companionship and friends and relationships, but the physical sense of needing them to stay alive, we don't really need them in that way. Um, right. But I think that because of that history, we're conditioned to think that it's something that we need to aspire to. And most of us are conditioned from very young to take care of children with our baby dolls that we play with and a lot of the games we play are all centered around husband and wife. Even when we play house as kids, like, oh, can you be the mom? I'll be the dad. You know what I mean? Um, yep. So everything in our life is very centered. And actually, the whole idea of like diamonds, just, I'm going off topic now, but the whole idea of diamonds being like the, the stone of choice for wedding rings was a marketing ad that came up from De Beers in like the 1920s. So before that, nobody even cared about big rocks or diamonds. Mm -hmm. But De Beers was not selling enough diamonds that year and they decided to put out this big campaign and it made the whole diamonds are forever uh push and now it became the thing so now we're all obsessed about how big is my rock and her she don't have a diamond and her diamond is fake and really that stuff doesn't matter right. um but i think that we've become obsessed with the idea of marriage today especially because everything is all about instant gratification and looking like you have something so we have like the cute curated posts on social media mm -hmm. where people are like oh relationship goals but you don't know that man could be beating that woman behind closed doors and they could, could have just came from having a horrible argument where they were disrespecting each other so i think that we are very very quick to compare to what we do and don't have to other people but really it needs to be focusing on like what do i have inside of me and what do i need to work on for that and how is that going to get me to my goals I want to accomplish you get me to my happy place yep absolutely that's good that's good um you mentioned on Friday that you're dropping a book yes and it focuses on family love relationship love and self-love okay. yes ma'am what made you write this book okay so the book started out as just an affirmations book and what was happening was I would spend like 67 million hours on one affirmation because the word choice would be wrong or the comma wouldn't be in the right place or I would use a semicolon instead of a colon or I didn't like how that last word looked at the end of the phrase um, and I was like okay bitch like you're doing too much just do it already and so then I was like what if I just made the affirmations because I was making them like a paragraph like affirmations that you would like read out loud to yourself that were like maybe seven or eight lines mm -hmm. um, about different categories and then I was like, okay, you're never gonna, you're gonna be 86 still writing this and this is stupid. Just make them one-liners mm -hmm. and have something that accompanies it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, well, I feel like if I'm writing this book with journal prompts affirmations, women need to know why I'm writing it. Cause like really who am I to tell you what to write about 
to reflect mm -hmm. on your trauma. Like I need women to know that I've been through it too and mm -hmm. I've progressed a lot and you can do the same thing. You have the same power within you. So for me, um, I've always been a writer. I've been writing since I was 11 or 12. Um, I started writing, writing, writing poetry and reading poetry really heavy at that time. And that really saved my life um, because that was a time in my life where I couldn't, I could not tell you not one thing I liked about myself or loved about myself or one thing I thought I was good at. But I found that I was good at writing. And when I found that shit out, I was like, oh, I'm about to write some shit every day. <laughs> um, and like, I would just would write poems. Like I won awards. I was in um, open mics. And it was like a way for me to find value in myself. Like I couldn't find anything about my personality or about my physical features or anything like that. I didn't think I was smart. I couldn't find anything good about myself. But when I was up there on that stage or putting that pen to paper, I felt valuable because I felt like I was putting something out into the world that people could use. So writing has always been a saving grace for me. And I have used that writing ability to kind of write affirmations for myself. But mine are very basic, like dream big bitch. Like stuff like that. Like I literally write that stuff in my mirror and lipstick because I have a huge bathroom mirror that covers like almost the entire wall. So um, so I write stuff like that. I write affirmations to myself how I talk to myself. Mm -hmm. And those are just reminders for me that anything I'm struggling with, I have the power to change. So one that I just wrote the other day was that I don't have to perform for love. Like I don't have to do anything to be loved. I don't have to give anybody anything for them to love me if I'm valuable I'm lovable just as is I've been struggling with that lately mm -hmm. I don't know what it is that triggered that to come up but something I've been working through so I wrote it down and I see it every time I go in the bathroom now so that's been affirmations have been helpful for me to help me kind of quiet down my negative critical voice good stuff good stuff I know that's right let's talk about fuck those voices fuck those voices because we all know that our voice that we have these voices in our head that sometimes get the best of us, right? Yes. Um, and sometimes they can lead to self-sabotage. They can lead to staying in situations too long, whether it be a working relationship, a family relationship, a romantic relationship, even a, you know, just relationships with money, right? Yep. Um, so when it comes to fuck those voices, you mentioned that that was something that you've struggled with. How were you able to ignore the voices in your head to move forward in whatever area that you want to talk about, whether it was as a mom, as a business owner, how were you able to check yourself when experiencing one of those moments where it was a voice, a negative voice, how were you able to just move forward with that? Yeah, so I think it's not necessarily about ignoring the voices. It's about having something to combat the voices. So that's where affirmations come in. So for me, a lot of my negative self-talk comes from my childhood um, and the things that I experienced. So my step, an example in like my confidence to be successful is my stepfather used to always tell me that I would never amount to shit. He used to always tell me I was stupid. I could never do anything right. And so even though I'm an adult and clearly like I'm able to take care of myself and manage a household and all those things, I still sometimes hear his voice talking to me. And so like my combat to that has to be me talking back because I can't just ignore it because it's sometimes it's so loud it's the only thing I can hear so mm -hmm. I have to have something I can say back to it mm -hmm. um and I think that people get frustrated when like I said people think that healing is like you have an end point 
And so me, even though my life's work now is to help other women and I'm like really focused on healing and transforming and growing, I'm still going to have times where the voices in my head are so loud that they're debilitating. And sometimes when that happens, um, I'll call a friend and be like, I'm spiraling, I'm spiraling. I'm having a really hard time. Can you just, I'm going to tell you what's going on in my head and I need you to really tell me why this stuff isn't true. Right. And I'll say, you know, like, I just feel like I'm stupid or I feel like I'm a failure or whatever. And they're like, well, here's why you're not a fucking failure. And they literally start listing stuff out to me. Um, or I have a note in my phone that just lists like for different, different scenarios, like read this when you're feeling um, unsmart or read this when you're feeling like a failure as a mom or read this when you're feeling like you are incapable of making money or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I literally read like facts about things I have done that show that I'm not a failure. So for example, with my son, um, one of the things that just happened recently was I was feeling very down um, about like finances. I wasn't able to do something I wanted to do. And he came up to me, he was like, Bill Gates didn't become a millionaire overnight. So you need to just keep pushing because it's going to happen for you. Come through. And I was like, Okay, so if I was a shitty ass mom, he wouldn't be able to give me that pep talk. Yeah. So I just write down facts that prove myself otherwise so that I can read them when I need to. Um, and that's I also, I meditate. Go ahead. That's No, that's a good coping um, strategy. Yeah, yeah. Writing stuff down helps a lot because sometimes you're so like overwhelmed with the thoughts in your head that you don't, you can't like physically think about the things that combat it for yourself. So you have to have it written down. Yep, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. See, I told y'all, Sonya's the bomb.com. Like she, she, listen, she's the bomb. Okay. So before we, (laughs) we go for hours, cause you know, that's what we could do. Um, tell us about the whole woman summit. Okay. So the whole woman summit is an event that I'm going to be a part of this coming Saturday, the 16th. It's a virtual event from 11 AM to 3 PM Eastern standard time. Um, and what that is, is it's myself and three other amazing women entrepreneurs. Um, so we already know all about me, so I'm not going to go into that, but, um, there's three other facilitators. So we're each doing, um, a session that's going to be about 45 minutes or so. And the reason why we came together to do it is because we really wanted to give women tangible skills they could use to help transform and be in charge of their growth and their development. A lot of times, especially with the new year, people are always like, oh, new year, new me. I'm going to lose 100 pounds or I'm going to stop buying fast food. I'm going to stop doing this. No, you're not. You're going to do the same shit. So because <laughs> nobody like nobody changes so much. We are at the end at the end of the day, like we are who we are. Right. Like I can be making $200 a month for income. I'm still going to go buy expensive sheets. OK, whatever. It just it, I am who I am. So we decided that it would be more helpful for women to have skills to help themselves when they're feeling overwhelmed or burnt out or fatigued or depressed, skills that they can use to manage those emotions and then go on and thrive in their life in whatever areas, maybe whether it's career or motherhood or confidence or healthier lifestyles. So we all have different areas of expertise and we're going to share that in our session. So Cassie Gobb, she's a life coach. She works mainly with women who are working with pricing in their businesses, but she also is an energy worker. So she's certified in Psych K and EFT tapping. Um, EFT tapping is basically where you literally tap certain pressure points in your body 
and it moves energy around. So if you've ever had um, acupuncture or a chiropractic adjustment, that feeling where when you get the adjustment or you get the needles taken out and you feel that energy moving around your body, it gives you a similar feeling. And it's a really good way to help yourself calm down when you're feeling out of control or when you're feeling overwhelmed, if you need a burst of energy in the middle of the workday. She's going to actually teach us how to tap ourselves to help us with those coping skills. Come through. Um, so that's going to be really great. Energy shifter. Yes. Yeah. She's amazing. Okay. Um, so how I met her was I just randomly slid into her DMs when I decided to become a life coach. I was like, hi, can we talk? <laughs> can I be your friend? <laughs> and she was so nice. She was like, oh my God, yes, I set up a Zoom. And then I found out that she does her and this other life coach, Nicole, who's another facilitator. They like meet once a month used to be in person, but now it's on Zoom and just talk about their business, what, how they can support each other, what's going on in their life. And so then she looped me in and then like we've been meeting together once a month ever since. So Nicole is the other, is another facilitator. She is um, an intuitive eating counselor. She's a certified nurse and also has a PhD. And she's all about helping women who have eating disorders or challenges with focusing on their weight, um, unhealthy relationships with food. She's um, focused on intuitive eating, which means that you're eating according to what your body is telling you it needs, as opposed to focusing on a diet to lose weight. And right. when you're using intuitive eating, it's kind of with the assumption that you can be healthy at every size. So we all know, well, we don't all know, but most people think that being slim or skinny is associated with being healthy and being fat is associated with being unhealthy. And that's not true at all. So with her approach, she focuses more on um, the overall health of the person, so their blood pressure, their strength, um, how they feel, like literally how they feel, as opposed to the weight number on the scale to determine their health. And so her session is going to be talking about um, how what we eat affects our digestive system and affects our mood. And it's going to be giving us tools to trust our bodies more and just eat more mindfully based on what we're craving. So she's really big on like which I am too, like eating what you like, eating what you want and like food isn't good or bad. So if you want donuts, you want donuts. You should eat the donut because okay. if you suppress the urge to eat the donut, then you're going to go eat 76 donuts and become sick and vomit all over the place. If you go eat the donut and you stop eating them when you feel full or when you don't enjoy eating it anymore, you'll be fine. And it's all about like having balance. So um, that's her topic. And then Danielle is energy, I'm sorry, she's a mindfulness and meditation guru. So she has a business called the Namaste Project, where she teaches educators and parents how to teach kids how to use mindfulness and yoga and breath work in their daily lives as a coping skill. She works with a lot of schools. Um, and so she'll be teaching us different breathing techniques and some yoga stretches to help us kind of center ourselves and focus on calming down and remaining calm throughout the day. So that's going to be a great session. And then um, mine is going to be about body acceptance and body image. So I'm going to be talking about how our life experiences and the media, how that affects how we view our body and mm -hmm. what we can do going forward to change our relationships, have a more healthy, loving, loving relationship with our body as opposed to one that's toxic and abusive. And then I write guided meditations. So I'll be leading the group in a guided meditation about body acceptance and kind of having a discussion. We'll be um, writing our body story. So basically writing a story, mm -hmm. how we view our body and then thinking about how we want to change that going forward. Listen, I can't wait for the event. I'm, I'm super like, excited. 
like that's dope like that's that's some good good stuff good stuff like you know I, I'm, I'm sitting here like oh let me make sure I got my ticket <laughs> um, okay. yes no that, that's that's good that's good before we wrap up Sonia you know this is the good the bad and the confident podcast hey hold on I wanted to say that if y'all want to buy a ticket um uh, Rachel can link the um event in the description but also um we have some codes going on so Rachel has a code that's Rachel, and that gives you $40 off. Um, the event is $350, but you can get $40 off, and then we have another code for $150 off. So that code is 150 off, so 350 minus 190, I don't know what that is, but it's a lot less than 350. So you can use both codes if you wanna get a ticket on a budget. And come through, I know that's right. I, I was sitting here about to, you know, wrap up and then go there. Sonya gonna take care of business. She's like, yeah, no, before we go past that, this is where y'all can buy this young ticket. <laughs> so yeah. Yes. Thank you, cousin. Thank you. So like I said, when it comes to just confidence, what is some advice that you can give to a woman who's struggling with confidence right now in 2021? In 2021, I would say if you're struggling with confidence, it's really important to figure out where that stems from whether it stems from your childhood or being teased as a kid or being told you were not smart or being rejected at a job or failing college. Like we have all different, have different experiences that we've had in our life that affect how we view ourselves. So I feel like it's really important to figure out where that stems from and then do the work to get over that. So let's say you don't have confidence because you failed college and you never graduated, right? Well, think about all the things you were able to accomplish even though you failed and were able to graduate. You were able to maintain a career, pay your bills on time, not go to prison, um, provide a roof over your head, feed yourself every day. Like that still, that means you're still super intelligent and, and a functional adult and you don't have to let those experiences define you. You can still be upset about them, but it's about allowing yourself to, um, I think people think that confidence means you feel great about yourself every single day. Yep. And that's not true. You're going to have days where you're up. You're going to have days where you're down. You're going to have days where you're feeling really, really bad about yourself. But it's about knowing at the end of the day what you're capable of. Like you are capable of amazing things, um, especially as women. Like we believe for five to seven days a month and we don't die. That right there means we're powerful as fuck. We can accomplish anything. So there's absolutely no reason that we can't work on building our confidence too. Yeah, this is true. This is true. That's a great example. And we don't die. No. <laughs> we are okay. Everybody I else will be it. dead. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sonia, where can everybody find you online in these internet streets? So in internet streets, I reside at thesoulcollective.org and soul is spelled S-O-L um, and then for Instagram my handle is soulcollective.the and soul is still spelled S-O-L um, and then Facebook it's um, the Soul Collective LLC okay that's all I got as far as internet homes and these internet streets. I love it. I love it. Well, Sonia, thank you. Thank you. Did you want to drop us with a gem? You do your daily gems of the day. Did you want to drop us with a gem before we bounce out of this episode? Yes. So my gem that I've been focusing on today is I'm getting out of the gutter because I don't belong there. That's what I've been telling myself the whole day. And for me, the gutter has been self-doubt 
and feeling like I am not capable today. Good stuff. I love it. I love it. So get out of the gutter. Well, thank you, Sonia. And for those of you that have tuned into this episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, share with a friend, share with your mom, share with your cousins and all of them other people, share with a friend or share with 10. So thank you, thank you, thank you for supporting this podcast. And we will talk to you, or I will rather, talk to you on our next episode. Have a good one. Keep manifesting, keep believing, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. You've been listening to the good, the good, the bad, the bad, and the confident podcast with Rachel Holmes. Follow Rachel Holmes right now at Hello Rachel Co on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and be sure to follow her website at HelloRachelCO.com.